0: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karon Kamwule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings, welcome. It's Carol here, Word Anchor Podcast. In this week's episode, we are talking about contending for the will of God. That is where you stand firm for the will of God, where you, in a way, fight for the will of God. Time and again, we get to a point as a people, even as believers, where there are things that happen in our lives that may seem like they are the will of God, simply because we probably have failed to attain what the Word of God is saying about that situation. There are things that happen in our lives that we do not want, things that we feel should not happen, things that we want to see them ending in our lives. But then we then also want to please God in a way or we want to line up or to be aligned with the word of God. So time and again, when you want something to be done for you, or you want a breakthrough, or you want um, a battle to end, you, you begin to ask yourself, what exactly does God want concerning this situation? What is the will of God concerning this situation? What is the will of God concerning what I am facing as a child of God? So we are saying today, contend for the will of God, fight for the will of God. So a will is um, somebody else's wish. So a will is a wish, the thing that God wants to see happening in your life. Um, We normally get this word on the um, final will and testament of somebody that is living who says, this is what I am willing or i wish that you should have so they put their wishes down and because it's a will is written it's signed therefore those that are living must ensure that they follow those instructions so what is the will of god concerning us what is it that god wants concerning us in the book of luke chapter 11 verse 2 the disciples asked jesus to teach them how to pray so jesus christ said to them when you pray say our father in heaven hallowed be your name Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise the Lord. So in this verse of scripture, we read that there is a will of God, but this will of God is happening in heaven. And as believers, as disciples, Jesus Christ says, pray that that will that is in heaven, the things that are happening in heaven, pray that those things should be happening on earth. So we're looking at heaven as our mirror, as our standard. That is the state that as believers we desire to attain. So we're saying whatever is happening Lord in heaven, we want it to happen on earth. We are praying. We are communicating our desire with God because you see God has put men on this earth and man was given the will as well. Man was able to choose. That is why Eve was able to choose to listen to the serpent instead of following the instructions of God. So God, God put in, in a man a will, um, a, a choice. You, you, you choose what you want. Now, this prayer is saying, choose that the will of God that is happening in heaven. Because in heaven, it is the will of God that is happening there. If you remember well, Satan was kicked out of heaven and all the other angels. So, because they were not conforming to the will of God. The will of God is done in heaven. Those that were not doing the will of God in heaven were kicked out into the earth. So here on earth, you have those that are doing the will of God, those that are doing the will of Satan, and those that are doing the will of themselves. The earth has the will of men. Adam had a will and he chose to eat that fruit. And the Bible says, Eve was deceived. Now, what is the will of God that we ought to pray for to come on this earth? Because he says, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, child of God, in heaven, no one is sick. No one is hungry. No one is dead. In heaven, everyone is alive. There's no hunger there. There's no poverty. There's no strife. There's no trouble. There's no issue around uh, somebody stealing my peace. There's no thief in heaven. Nothing of that sort. In heaven, they're worshiping God. It is well with them. In some of the scriptures, they are talking about um, threads that are um, overlaid with gold. So there is beautiful things in heaven. All of us, we are thinking we want to go there because there is great things, beautiful things that are happening there. So whatever that happens on this earth is a reflection of what has been downloaded or not downloaded from heaven. So it depends on us. Are we praying heaven to come on earth? Are we praying that the things that are the beautiful things that are happening in heaven should happen here? Are we praying that we want earth to be worshiping God like the angels are doing the 24 elders, the, 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 the creatures that are worshiping God day and night during sleep, they're worshiping God. Are we praying for that? Because Jesus Christ says, pray that the will of God in heaven should also happen on this earth. If you are sick, The will of God in heaven is for you to live in divine health. Otherwise, then there should be hospitals in heaven because some of the angels should be sick and need to go to hospital. So today I want to say to you, contend for your health. Pursue your health. Seek what is heavenly to come to pass on your life. Praise God. Bring heaven to earth. Whatever does not line up with the word of God on what is happening in heaven, refuse that. I am here to encourage us Children of God, that heaven must come, heaven must be manifested on this earth, and we get to that point through prayer. We want the joy that is in heaven. We want the worship that is in heaven. Those that are in heaven are not worshipping God hungry, they are worshipping God as they have access to God and access to everything that is of God. We want the beauty of heaven to come to us. Jesus Christ says, Pray. Let thy will be done, your will that is done in heaven, let it come here on earth. So if it is not lined up with the will of God, then it's not happening in heaven and it should not happen on earth. Because whatever it is that happens in heaven is the thing that we should desire. In Romans chapter 12 verse 2, the apostle Paul says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So there is a will of God that we have a responsibility to prove. The good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. It is us that must prove that. It is the responsibility of the believer to prove if it is the will of God for anything to happen in our lives. It is not with God, but it is with men. It is not God that is going to be sitting here on earth and saying, this is my will. This is not. The word has already been issued. Unless you know what is that will of God, you will not be able to discharge this duty because you and I have a duty to prove what is this, the will of God? What does the word of God say? What is this will and testament of God? What is God saying concerning the situation you're facing? So Paul was saying, contend for the will of God. Fight for the will of God. You are supposed to know the will of God by now. So when you know that will, fight for it. Child of God, if they were to say, your mother has written in their will that you are supposed to get a million dollars, you will not sit at home and say, I'm not sure if I should get this million dollars. Um, Perhaps it's not the will of my mother. Perhaps the will of my mother is that I must be poor. I'm not sure. You cannot do that. When you get the will, people fight for the will. Some even go to court to prove that the signature on that will is not of the person who is supposed to have signed that will. Why? Because they are pursuing the will of the dearly departed. They are pursuing what they have already been given by the one that they love. Somebody else might have forged a signature because they also are pursuing the will of the one that is gone. If we only could fight for the will of God as, the, as we fight for the will of men that has departed you fight for the things. They say this house is supposed to be taken by your brother. You're fighting, you go to court and you say, no, my brother uh, forged the signature of our parents and is not supposed to get that house. But when God gives a will and says, this is my will, that you may have life and have it more abundantly, we start by doubting. Instead of Fighting like we would fight the will and the testament of our daily departed parents. We we, 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 we don't fight. We, we start doubting. We start asking, is this the will of God? People go to God and return and appeal because they want that which has been contained in that will. You have to prove something if it is in dispute. Somebody else is fighting you. Somebody else is taking away the things that belong to you and me. So there are some views, perceptions, and insinuations that parade as the will of God. And it is your duty and mine to prove which one is the will of God. Satan is out there wanting to tell us that it is the will of God that we we'll be sick. Satan is out there wanting us to believe that it is the will of God that we will be depressed and anxious. Satan is out there wanting to tell us that it is okay that we feel that way because perhaps we are feeling that way. Maybe because there is a, 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 a physical ailment um, that the doctors have told us and therefore we believe this thing. We take, it, we take it as ours. Just because the doctor has told you that this is what they found, then you state that or you take that as the will of God. No way, it's child of God. If it doesn't line up with the will of God. Do not receive it, it's not yours. This is where some believers miss it. We remain as babies waiting for someone to tell them what the word of God says concerning an issue. When you've got a report that does not line up with the word of God, it is your duty to prove, is this the perfect will of God? Is this the acceptable will of God? Is this the good will of God? When sickness strikes, it is your responsibility to determine if it is the will of God or not. If you don't already know the truth, child of God, you are still open to be convinced by the views, the insinuations, the suggestions that it is the will of God. If you're still doubting, you're not sure what is God saying concerning sickness, then the devil is going to play right inside your mind and tell you "You you're going to die. As a sign that you're growing, you will then go and search the scriptures, find the truth. And once you find it, you prove it. You present the evidence and dispute any dissenting views. So you stand before God and say, this is what you said. Father, when the enemy comes and says, did God say, you say it is written. When the enemy comes and say to you, but then the doctors are saying, you're saying it is written. I hear the view of the doctor, but I also know what is written in the word of God. So you'll find the word of God. And then you start praying. You are not supposed to accept sickness as the will of God if you are a believer in Christ. Let me repeat that. You are not supposed to accept sickness as the will of God if you are a believer in Christ. You see, when you do not receive your healing, you are supposed to stand on the side of the word of God, not to jump into the devil's side and say, God wants this for you. God does not change from being Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals you simply because you are sick. He does not change from being Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides, simply because you're broke. He does not change from being Jehovah Shalom, simply because you have something that is troubling you, waking you up every morning and in the night, in the middle of the night. God does not change. Never downgrade God to the level of your circumstance. Whatever is happening in your life should not be the reflection of God, unless it is in the word of God. When you accept sickness, child of God, you're conforming to the standard of this world instead of the will of God, which is in heaven. So some will cite the story of Job as showing that it is the word of God that they should suffer. What they miss is that Job contended for for his deliverance. Job stood with God. Job stood with God. God had predetermined that whatever happens to Job, he will remain a faithful and righteous man. You see, the will of God was that Job must remain a righteous man in the face of adversity. That is where we struggle and fall because in the face of adversity, we then don't want to remain righteous people. We then judge God in a negative way. We're saying, what kind of a God would allow my loved one to die of cancer? Neither God nor Job lowered the standard of God to the level of Job's circumstances. God remained confident that Job will not budge. He knew that this one is not going to change his mind concerning me. And Job remained confident that, you see, my Redeemer lived it. God will redeem me. This situation is going to change. I may be experiencing hardships now, but I know that I serve God that is bigger and better than this circumstance. I serve God that is not reflected by the circumstance that I'm in. It was the will of Satan to strike Job. He could have easily walked away when God said to him, have you noticed my servant Job? But no Satan, being Satan, he took the discussion further and wanted to prove that Job will cower down in the face of adversity. What will Satan say about you and me? When he strikes us with sickness, what is he doing? Is he rejoicing that in the face of adversity, we've changed and moved and started seeing other gods because we're thinking our God has a will that we must be sick. No way, child of God. We must be like Job. Not that we want these troubles of Job, but if the trouble comes and living in this earth, as long as you have breath in you, trouble does come and that trouble is not coming from the Lord. If the enemy wants to prove whether or not you'll be able to stand with God, if you are in the will of God, gang, you'll start thinking, God is not good. God does not love you. God does not want you to struggle. God does not want you to um prosper and, and live your life. Um, of happiness and joy. It is your duty as a believer to prove that God wants you to be healed. You see, the will of God does not take away the plans of Satan. Oh, praise God. The will of God does not take away the plans of Satan. You see, God has a plan for Satan later on. But whilst Jesus Christ tarries, the plans of Satan are happening. But the will of God is above those. It is the believer that must continuously lift up the will of God over Satan. It is us that must continuously stand on the solid rock, top of the mountain and say, you see, we are lifted higher than you, Satan, because the Bible says we have been made to sit together in the heavenly places. What are we doing in the earthly places? Playing uh, with Satan's um, cohorts. What are we doing there? Because whatever is happening in the camp of Satan down here requires us To get up to the heavenly realm and say, we want the things that are in heaven to come and happen here. We are supposed to stand against Satan and all the demons and all the principalities and all the powers and all the rulers. Because the will of God is above them. Jesus Christ clearly stated the will of God. He said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Praise God. This scripture keeps me grounded. If it's not abundance, it's not of Jesus. Oh, praise God. If it is not abundance, it's not of Jesus. If it is painful, it's not of Jesus. If it is hard, it's not of Jesus. Because Jesus Christ came, you must lift up the banner of Jesus that says abundance, abundance, and abundance. It is also written, for this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Praise God. 1 John 3 verse 8. The purpose of the son of God is to destroy the works of the devil. So we cannot stand and say, son of God, don't destroy the works of the devil because they, the works of the devil, are the will of God. We cannot think like that. The works of the devil will never be the will of God. The troubles that the devil brings in your life will never be the will of God. If your loved one is sick and they die of sickness, it will never be the will of God because the will of God was manifested in Christ coming in the flesh, dying for our sins, being bruised for our iniquities, being beaten, uh, being striped for our healing. By his stripes we are healed. He cannot let his son to come down and be striped for, for our healing and then come up and say, it is my will that you be sick. It doesn't add up. Not at all. He said, I am the Lord that heals you. Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. He says, I will take away sickness and disease from amongst you. Exodus 23 verse 25. So we take this, the word of God, and we stand and we fight and we fight and we fight some more. The Bible says we must stand and remain standing after everything else. Stand therefore. So you stand even if you're still attacked. You stand, even if it's still painful. You stand and you still say, in my father's kingdom, this is not acceptable. I don't accept it. The devil fights you some more. You're saying, I'm standing still on the word of God. We need to fight and contend for the will of God. This goes even for all other life's issues. You're facing a financial challenge. What is the will of God concerning that? Is it the will of God that you be poor and hungry? It cannot be. Because in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and verse 28, when he created men, he said, let us make them in the, in, in, in our own image and, and, and let them have dominion. But then he says, "When he then he blessed them and said, increase and multiply. So he cannot be a God that releases a blessing for multiplication. And then you sit there and nothing is multiplying. And you say it is the will of God because that is against the blessing of God right in the beginning. He says he owns the silver and the gold. So he cannot be the the gold owner and then want us not to have the gold because we are his children. Oh, child of God. We serve God that owns this earth and its fullness thereof. And the Bible says he has given it to us. So if we are not getting land, it is not the will of God that we should not have land. Go at the contend for the will of God. Go find land. Go find land. Find a space for yourself. This earth belongs to your father. He says, it is me that will teach you how to make wealth, God. So he cannot be the one that teaches you how to make wealth and then say, it is my will that you be poor. Our poverty does not define God. But it is when we have been taught the wealth that we can say this is of God. When we have attained the silver and gold, we'll say this is of God. When they saw the disciples, they said, these ones are like Christ. They are Christians. Christ was not defeated by anything. So they looked at these people and said, this one's looked like Christ. You cannot then be defeated and say you are looking like Christ. Because if there is a defeat, you must stand on the battleground until you get victory. We are the kind that must remain in the battleground until victory is given unto us. The Bible tells us that Satan left Jesus for a season and he came back. Who do you think you are to think that? Satan will not come back to you again. He does come back. Ours is to remain in the battlefield until the battle is won. Spiritual battles. He says, we do do not uh, war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of this darkness of this world. But he then says, bind those things, cast them out, uproot them. He says, I give you power over them. What is the will of God? That you be defeated by demons? No. The will of God is that you must cast those things. Once we know the will of God and we stand with him in his will and we contend for the will of God, then we are living in victory. There are two responsibilities that are given to us as believers that I've spoken about in this episode. One is for you and me to pray for the will of God which is in heaven to come and be manifest on earth. Wake up and pray. Let the healing and the health that is in heaven come to my family. Wake up and pray that let the provision that is in heaven come to my family. Let the joy that is in heaven oh, come to my family. Let the peace that is in heaven come to my family. Let the worship that is in heaven come to my family. Praise the name of the living God. We also have a responsibility to prove that the will of God in any matter that concerns us. We are to prove this is the good and perfect will of God. We have that responsibility. We need to be able to search the scriptures like the Berean Jews and say, is this true? Is this line up with God and his word? And never accept what is not accepted in heaven. If heaven does not agree with it, don't agree with it. Always prove first. If it is the will of God. Before you go and tell someone. Who's lost a beloved person. In a painful manner and say. It was the will of God. That this person goes in such a painful manner. Search what the Word of God says. Let's not take the work done by the devil. And make it work done by God. Get understanding. Get revelation. Get wisdom. And contend for the will of God. He wants all the good things for us. If we want those. Let's fight for that will of God, just as we fight for the will of our earthly parents and loved ones. Contend for the will of God. Fight, child of God. Stand up and fight. Never accept defeat. The will of God is in His word. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace. Go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.